Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, Travis Waldstein of AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Travis, when you come in with uh, some folks into the studio, you really come in <laughs> with a lot of great folks, and you, you brought some of your reps in today. Yes, I did. They decided to come down from Northwest Iowa and Minneapolis to harass me, and I'm allowing them to happily harass me. So. Well, it looks it looks like it goes real well, and we're going to try to stay on topic, and if you guys get into the whole uh, NFC North debate going back and forth, <laughs> we'll see how this works. <laughs> Uh, no, I brought in Lauren Bilesma. Uh, he's the HVC sales manager for Gooden Company. And then I brought in uh, Terry Spence. He's basically their HVC uh, service technician, super expert, uh, superstar uh, from Gooden Company. They uh, um, they handle seven, what, seven state area. You got Wisconsin, Minnesota, Dakotas, Nebraska, Western third of Iowa. Am I missing anything there, guys? Oh, well, you're doing pretty good there, Travis. That's good. See, you know, I, I'm I'm lo- I'm looking for a job here. So when I get tired of you know selling, I'll just come to that side. But uh, hey, what'd you guys think of his new shop? I know that uh, he just got moved. I like it. It's it's pretty convenient right there. Um, a lot of room. Definitely uh, a, a good upgrade for you, Travis. Uh, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Very conducive to training. Yeah, we got to get the furnaces fixed in there, that and the whole noise thing. So next time you guys come down for a train, we'll get that all squared away. So. And the important thing, the fridge was well stocked. So well, there's priorities. Kudos. So. What's the directions to your shop again? I, I want to see your fridge. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you know me, I'll give you just the key code. You can get there you go. There you go. <laughs> What's that code, Travis? <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> so. You brought the guys in, though, because you they have a unique uh, perspective because they represent uh, contractors all across the Midwest. And uh, one of the main reasons for this podcast is to help spread knowledge and the word to, to get younger people interested in getting into the trades. And these guys see what's going on everywhere. Absolutely. And, and that's why I didn't want to bring them in because, like I said, they deal with one-man shops to, like I said, 300-man shops um, in the upper Midwest. And, you know, with what we're seeing here locally, and I'm sure you guys are seeing this, want to look for some input and ideas, um, you know, as far as getting younger, not only just younger people, but people into these trades, period. You know, obviously we're HVAC, but, you know, with Good & Company, you guys do a lot of plumbing stuff, too. Um, you know, you know, and you know, what are employers, you know, people you talk to looking for, what are you seeing as far as trends that people are looking to bring, you know, to, you know, to get young people, to get people, Hey, I want to do this job. So, uh, Terry, I'm going to kind of start with you. What, what, I mean, you talk to people all the time. So what do you see? As far as the trends I'm seeing is we are short of personnel in our industry i believe the last figure i, I heard were about 25 percent low mm-hmm. to be at full complement when i started in this trade it was pretty much a requirement to attend some type of votech because the competition for this type of a job was severe mm-hmm. as time has gone on and now that we're 25 percent short industry-wide in in people that has changed if you are a conscientious person willing to show up have a willing attitude to learn we can teach you on the job and that is part of I would say my primary responsibility 
Mm-hmm. There's so many resources out there, whether it be actual videos that are available free off the internet. There are some bad videos out there. I have a list of good videos, contacts I could provide to you. And I put on the training myself. Mm-hmm. It's do not let lack of experience prevent you from entering into this diverse trade. Do you have any idea why the switch, why it went from being in such high demand to now you're constantly looking for people? Oh, I do, but I'm a little hesitant to share it. I believe that there, now that I said it, I'm going to share it, of course. I believe we have been preached to for so many years that it's a college education we're going to pursue that $100,000 career day one after you get your four-year degree. We have bought into that program where, and now we're discussing student loan forgiveness. Our trade, even if you went to two years vocation, a two-year course, a part-time job would pay for your schooling as you went through it. Now that's not required. Show up, apply get the job, we'll educate you. You the, the good salary is available with no tuition fees. Yeah. You can get to that $100,000 career in this industry as a plumber, as an HVAC technician is doable. It's going to take some time and you're going to have to put in the work to get there. But it, it's definitely there, you know, as I, I've expressed before, we have a, a full apprenticeship program that we actually run. And, and I agree to, to his side, I think the, the days of the $100,000 technician are here or real close if right. they're not because right. you look at, the, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm going to talk Iowa specifically. You look at the licensing, the training, the certification, what they require for apprenticeship just for you to carry a journeyman license, let alone a master's license. I think we got to us back 30 years ago when I got into this. I paid for my own trade school. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Nyack up in Mason City and I paid for it and I worked when I was in college. And then, you know, but you look at today, most of my guys are going through the apprenticeship and like I said, they're coming out of it. They'll have their they'll have their uh, journeyman card and they they got zero debt because right. because that because you know that's that's where that's where things have gone. Lauren, what's your what's your thoughts? Well, you hit a lot of good points. Um, if I like to do ROI calculations, return on investment type of stuff, and when you look at what you have for an upfront college cost for tuition, I just had. I mean, my middle son is 23 years old. My daughter's 21. She's still going through school. Um, she even, so she's going into nursing, which is actually now considered a trade in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. And just look at what she did from a four-year standpoint down to now. She goes to NCC. Yep. And we did the ROI on that, and, and the math just says get into the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Kelly, our president at Good & Company, uh, Jamie DeLander, myself, we all went through many business courses, <clears throat> and that's what they're preaching right now is if you go into the trades, and whether you even go to one year of technical school, mm-hmm. and you actually say, okay, you could go with a doctor or a physical therapist or anything of that nature, and you look at the schooling and the cost associated with that, by the time that you're ready to retire, the HVAC technician or the plumber 
they're ready to retire right now with significantly more than what the, even in the medical profession. And these are not my statistics. These are statistics that are readily available by simply doing a Google search. That's, and that's how much the industry has changed. I, I, I mean, it, it was not that way. It was not that no. way 30 years ago. I would Correct. say even 10 years ago, but 10 years ago, what happened was that, you know, that generation that went through the trade school and stuff started to retire. Mm-hmm. They got out of it, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, who's coming into it? You know, where's where's the, where's the trade schools? You know, where's the high schools at? Where's the trade schools? There's not as many trade schools as there used to be 20, 30 years ago. You just don't see them, or they oh, don't right. have numbers, and they close the program. Correct. Well, and you think about that, guys. So you, you got, let's say, a young man or a young lady going through college right now, and they're looking to be a teacher, an educator. Mm-hmm. Well, we got twenty to $25,000 invested times four or maybe possibly five. I was on the five-year plan when I was in college because mm-hmm. you're not always laser-focused at that age either, right? Yep. I mean, so there's learning on the job, and then that was, in a sense, learning on the job and throwing money away for one whole whole year. <laughs> well, you got to add that to the equation as well. But when you look at that, what you can start out, and you could even speak to that, Travis, I mean, somebody coming to work for you, whether you know it's going to be contingent upon their experience, mechanical aptitude, but... You can actually get ahead far, far faster, I think, in the trades right now than mm-hmm. many. I mean, general business guys, you go to school for mm-hmm. general business, and those are the guys working retail right now. Yeah. Just you look Correct. at the availability, because you look at the average age of a plumber or an HVAC tech, and we're getting way north of 55 at this point. Yeah. And, right. and, and I'm sorry, I'm 49 years old, and, you know, and I, I know, Terry, you got a year or two on me, but, uh, you know, like I said, the, my idea of getting on my knees and, you know, turning wrenches anymore as a service technician, right. um, it, it's a young man's game. And, and, you know, that's where you cut your teeth. That's where you learn. That's where you get the experience. That's where you get the knowledge. And, uh, you know, I, I guess one of the things I'm going to ask you, too, is, you know, what ideas do you guys have to bring um, – you know, to get young, obviously go talk to high schools and stuff. But what have you seen employers or people that you work with do to bring people, you know, bring them, say, quote, unquote, uneducated, have no experience in? What What are you seeing? What are you seeing that works well uh, that might be of interest to, to, you know, to get people that don't know about this to get them into our trade? What I'm, what I'm seeing, quality individual. And by what I mean by a quality individual, someone who will show up and is, has a willingness to learn and be guided is given an opportunity at a place such as yours. Mm-hmm. And we start them at the entry level, following an installer, get familiar with the, tr- the term, see how this equipment's installed, start learning the language. Then we step them up to, and this is where I play a role in, we give them tidbits of what could have been that vocational uh, curriculum, just little snippets at a time. The first six months, a person's not going to know the language, the terminology. Six months after that, we can train them to a level, put them back out in the field. And when I say training, it'd be like we did this morning for your guys, two yeah. hours in the I'm going to call it the layout, the sheet metal shop area. Screen on the wall, projector, uh, presentation, open dialogue. They, After they've been exposed short time, they 
things start to make sense. The terminology is understandable. We just keep ramping that up for the guys. Might be another six months, might be next year. But the information and knowledge you glean by exposure and showing up every day is phenomenal. I, I say I've been doing this for 29 years, you know, and there's not a day that I don't show up that I don't learn something. Correct. And I think you're the same way. I mean, we were talking about a circuit board this morning, you know, right. question. And on the way over here, you made a phone call and said, okay, you know, hey, this humidifier. And that's the fun part about this trade. There's never a boring moment. It, there might be dirty moments. Like I said, sometimes you might be in a crawl space. Sometimes you might be in an attic. Right. But there's some cool stuff with that. And if you like to put things together, you know, and, and then get the opportunities to learn, you, you know, if you're that person, if you're not one that wants to sit there and read a book all day, you know, this is a trade where you don't have to sit in front of a book all day and do it. And correct me if I'm wrong, it'd also be a willingness to be uncomfortable. Because it, it can be an uncomfortable situation when you're in a learning process. But if you're willing to sit there, go through that uncomfortable state, and just you're going to collect a lot of this information just by being around it. Correct. However, if anyone could tell me of a position where there's not moments of uncomfortableness. Every single let one. Let me know. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I may change careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, it, it, and I want to give Lauren a chance to speak here in a minute, as long as we don't talk Packers, Vikings, so we'll be We could, good. though, 13 yeah, and yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah, whatever, still lost. But, um, <laughs> um, we, you know, we talk about it with my business. I, if, if you ask my guys, I'm one, I'm one of them that I'll let them go out and try to do something, especially I haven't done before kind of let them hang themselves yeah. and then pull them back and say, okay, this is, you've got as far as you can, this is what you need to do because no one's going to learn if you sit there and they just watch you all the time. Sometimes you just have to go out and see what you know or what you don't know. And the only way you're going to get to do that is by experience. And that's the neat part of it. If you're someone that likes to go, like I said, go tinker in the garage, you know, there's not as many kids that play with cars today that used to, but you know, if you like to go outside, if you mess around the lawnmower, or heck, if you live on a farm or acreage or something like that, and you end up messing with a little bit of everything. There's not the farm kids like we had even when I was growing up. They're just, most of them have moved to town, you know, or our farm manager, or something like that, but bring them in. They're going to learn. But part of it, sometimes it is get a little bit uncomfortable, but by God, when you figure it out, it's pretty damn cool. Pretty rewarding. Yep. And it's getting a lot more uh, fun. I mean, what, what do young people like to have in their hand anymore? Their phone, right? Yep. And we're going to, that's what this whole training was today. You can't service a furnace or in the future here, one of the a higher end outdoor unit without Bluetooth without your phone. Everything's going through apps. So this trade also is going through a complete evolution. Mm. Now, what I like to do is you get in front of a young group, and now unfortunately, like Terry alluded to, in the past, even to get in the schools was difficult because they really focused on just that four-year school, four-year, mm -hmm. four-year, four-year. Well, can I come in and talk about the trades? Well, we really like to push them towards... <laughs> The four years. Hey, you want me to answer that for yeah. you? Is that the turd? No. <laughs> it's Anum. So, so to explain the comment about is that the turd, I 
<laughs> from being a service tech in this industry, I raised six kids and my wife was able to stay home as a stay-home mom. I was not a, bo- a business owner. I was an employee. Granted, I worked plenty of overtime and I missed a few t-ball games. Now I watch all my grandkids' sporting events. My kids, my adult kids that have children of their own, get into my phone and they relabel their sibling's name in my phone. <laughs> so it goes from a favored one to big turd to Jeff. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I do not change it. Because, you know, it's fun to say, no, you're my favorite one. Not just right. keep them working amongst themselves. So yesterday we were at a training, not at Travis's shop, at another contractor in a different town, the other end of the state. And he's got his phone tied into the, the screen up front doing a presentation. And the big turd calls. And the big turd calls. <laughs> <laughs> big turd flashes on the screen. <laughs> so for, for those of you who are listening, now is a good time for me to interject this. What you have just heard is our industry. <laughs> uh, when you are uncomfortable, you are surrounded by other people who have been in that same situation. And I really don't care what level of you are at in this industry. We are all uh, average people. We like to have fun together. Oh, yes. We all put our pants on the same way. Some may be cheaper pants than others, but nobody really cares. Not too many of us wear skinny jeans. I want to I wanna point right. that out. So. <laughs> That, uh, that's yeah. that's a skinny dig jeans. at Lauren. Lauren wears skinny jeans. Yeah. He wears a lot of Viking stuff too. If he's not wearing Iowa stuff, but you know that's <laughs> got. Can't hold that against head. me, Travis. Yeah. So, but uh, what do you guys? What do you, Lauren? You see more contractors. Terry, you talked a lot on the phone. Lauren, you talked a lot. What do you see contractors do to to lure employees? I mean, I, like I said, I, and you know, obviously, money never hurts. Um, are they going out talking to schools? Are they talking to organizations? What What are you seeing yep. that they're trying to do? No, that's a good question, Travis. No, they're doing that right now. They're doing trade and home shows. Mm-hmm. And when they do trade and home shows, they're setting up um, even the trainings that we have right now. Like uh, one of the contractors in Lincoln, he, he's he got the Oculus headset of the 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. And it's like playing a video game now when you're doing uh, even teaching them about uh, furnace installs or ACs or if it's an ECM motor, whatever you want to talk about that day. You put the glasses on and a a furnace pops up and then you have the controllers in your hand and now you start doing the diagnostics and actually doing through the repairs and when you forget to uh, kill the power to that unit it has a uh, an ex- a, a faux explosion <laughs> on the screen so it, it they make it they're making it fun yeah and it really is about the education of the trades because yes there are days that you get dirty right mm-hmm. yeah there are other days when you're in and out of homes you're doing um a furnace change out you're doing an ac change out it's it is relatively clean work and i don't think there's hardly any more satisfying work out there because you're making people warm in the winter months and you're cooling them off in the summer months mm-hmm. which gets me to the next thing that they're pushing when they have a chance to talk to the individuals whether it's via in a instagram page or their facebook page what they're focusing on is this industry more than any other right now is recession proof and, yeah. when, and when I say that, mm, if you're working point. retail or if you're in the food industry or when you even, um, let's say you're a veterinarian and when your dog gets sick, you, you, we care about and love our pets. But at the same time, that's just an expense that we 
we can maybe be without or push that back. Mm-hmm. But you cannot freeze in the winter, yeah. and nobody wants to be hot and uncomfortable in summer. Yeah, and, and I would throw plumbing in some of electrical there too. That, that Correct. Same you thing. You all that together. It, it's not a want. It's, in this day and age, it's definitely a need. You, you know. And, and like I said, it, it's a need, and it's something that, uh, you know, like I said, can be a lot of fun, you, you know. Um, and believe me, we like to have fun. That's, you know, mm-hmm. part of the deal. Yep, even the most, um, I would say, least glamorous job would be we need to unclog somebody's main out of their house because you cannot flush a toilet that day. Mm-hmm. Well, even the equipment that they have for that, I mean, the plumber that did the initial work on that job has a clean-out for the guy. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, a machine that does all the work for you. Yes, you're going to want a pair of gloves when you do that that day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but you, it's not – yeah, it sounds like it uh, would be semi-disgusting. However, it is one of – again, we all need running water, and we all need a way to get rid of it. Well, it's no different than livestock. I, I mean, if you've ever lived on a farm, we got livestock. Correct. I mean, it's it's a fact of life. You have to deal with it. So it, it's it, it's needed. It's a li- it's life safety mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day. So. But a lot of it comes down to they're they're trying to get their name out and trying to um, get the benefits of the industry out via social media. That's the biggest avenue anybody has right now to get the word out. Are you seeing any progress right now, guys, with all of this? Is is it getting better, or is there still a right where it's at with just the need and you're not seeing the success yet to fill these positions. Personally, when I go out and do trainings, I'm seeing a lot more people entering the trade with zero experience. Young young guys. Young people. It is, and there's nothing as far as my career and my industry gives me more joy is to see that bright face asking questions and willing to step into our our world, if you will, it's it's increasing. The amount of people coming in that way mm-hmm. is increasing. I I can speak. I know last year my son graduated from Lewis Central here in town, and you know for the longest time, you know my older son had gone there too, and you didn't hear about going to that four year, tra- you know, go to trade school or get into something. And in particular, the wrestling team last year, I think either one of them was either looking at going to trade school or was going to go to work for somebody, either electrician or, you know, maybe look at going to school for HVAC or whatever, because, you know, that's where they saw the future is they didn't want to go to a traditional school, but they're looking at, hey, these are opportunities where I could get in with little or no experience and a couple of years be making really good money and and being productive you, you know uh, that that's what i've i saw that firsthand and i could tell you five years ago you weren't you weren't seeing that right well five years ago is when joey graduated from high school not a large class from orange city iowa right so we have 6500 people there so we had like 80 kids in his class two kids were going to trade school and those two kids were one was a family elect electrician and one was a family hvac plumbing shop Mm-hmm. Otherwise, nobody else was going into so it. So it's just because they grew up in it was they the only reason they were going towards it. Correct. Yep. 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 And, you know, like I said, we we need to get more kids that are interested. So that's why I said I think it's turning, but 
listen, we're probably a generation behind. I mean, there's probably been tw- mm-hmm. 15, 20 years to where there's been nothing done. And that's why it's kind of a passion to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I figure I got at least another 10 years of actively doing this and then having a son that works in the business with me now um, and other younger guys. I mean, most of my guys, you know, I've got two guys over 40. The rest of them are in their 20s and 30s working for me. So they're they're a younger group. want to make sure that we continue to bring them people into the group or, hey, open up more opportunities, you know, for people that are looking. Well, and it does open up opportunities, so I'll just speak for myself. So my grandfather started an HVAC company in 1953. My dad took it over in the early 80s. Um, I worked there. My uncles worked there. My two brothers worked there. But it also opens up avenues like what I'm sitting and doing today. I'm an HVAC sales manager for a $350 million company, right? So I go out and I help promote the industry, promote the business, promote the equipment. My main goal now is to help guys like Travis be more profitable, more efficient. So there are other things that you can do once you learn the trade as well. I think also doing what Travis does. I mean, this is where contractors come from this pool. I'm assuming, I'm not in the industry myself, but I'm assuming that if there's a lack of employees, that if there's not a lack of contractors yet, it's coming because that that pool Mm -hmm. is not getting older and, and going to be in that position. Yeah. Correct. And, and, you know, you know, some of the wages and some of the stuff you're seeing with it is, is coming with that because of people quitting and getting out of it. They have nowhere to pass, you know, there's not that next generation that's coming. Their kids, they saw how dad slaved for 20 years as a one man or two man shop. And I'm not knocking one man, two man shops. Don't get me wrong, but they slaved there and they saw dad working and missing events and whatnot. And that, I won't say that doesn't happen in this industry, but it's a lot less than what it used to because guess what? Family time, you know, it's more baseball and basketball and, you know, all the kids' tournaments and stuff. But family time, I think, is probably more important, mm-hmm. you know, than ever, right. you know. And, and if you're an employee, you know, you want to be able to know, hey, if uh, Johnny's got a football game Thursday night at 6 o'clock, hey, I want to be – at Johnny's football game. It's the whole reason I became a business owner. Not because I want to be a business owner, but if Hayden or Harley or Hunter, whichever one of them had something going on that night, I'd work 80 hours a week. I didn't care. But by God, 6 o'clock, game starts, I'm going to be there watching, you know. And that was – and I think I think that's probably gotten more prevalent probably in the last 20 years. Oh, for Ab- sure. Absolutely. I'll, I'm going to date myself a little bit. I started in the field – in 1980 that wasn't there then now business owners such as travis everybody who has gone through that seems to have a respect for family time personal time and the scheduling of work has changed so much to allow for i earlier made the comment i didn't see many t-balls for my kids you may miss a few but it's not like it was in the, my field career. Mm-hmm. We, are, we now are prioritizing the entire life cycle or the lifestyle, if you will. And if you're missing them now and you're not happy with the situation, then maybe you need to take a look at your situation because there are places out there that will respect, respect and understand that. Gentlemen, there's been a lot of great information here, and I think that uh, if if you have a young person in your house and expose them to the possibility, uh, just make it 
on the list of things that are options. I, I don't think you're saying four-year schools shouldn't exist. That's not the case at all. It, it, but it is an option, and it's an opportunity for somebody to really hit the ground running early. And the fact that they can get out of uh, a training process debt-free as opposed to carrying these huge student loan debts has to be something that is considered. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thrilled that all you guys came in today. The one other thing I would throw at this, and I've said to guys a couple times, here's what I'm going to tell you. There's a big push, I know with my franchise in particular, with women in the trades, and you kind of see it across the country. I think that is one of the most underserved places in the trades is there's not enough enough women in the trades. And it's, well, listen, there's a lot of stereotypes that have been around Mm -hmm. for the last 50 years. You know, and if, you know, if you're female and you come into the trade, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be all sunshine and roses to begin with. But to be honest with you, some of the best people that I've ever met are in this trade, you know, just because you're female and, you know, whatever, it's definitely something you should be looking at because there's definitely a place in, in the trades forum. No and doubt about it. Yeah, I'll second Agreed. that, Travis. And that's that's whether it's uh, on our side in, in sales, marketing, and your side, too, some of the best technicians that I've run across in the seven states are, are some of the women. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your time. You got one more thing? One more thing. I want to elaborate a little bit about my own personal journey in this industry. You bet. I started out as a service tech, and we're kind of promoting that a lot here today. But my journey was 30 years out in the field as service tech through exposure being with people, learning how to communicate just through natural exposure, I ended up being what's called a manufacturer's rep. That's the go-between from the manufacturer to the distributor of who I work for now. I was selling the manufacturer's product to the distributor for a while. Wanted to get a little older. I don't want to spend so much time in an airplane in hotels. I go to work for a distributor now. As a trainer, yeah. I've done the tech, I've done sales. Now where I'm at, I want to work nine to five, mm-hmm. and I can do that. My position right now, I can do anywhere I have Wi-Fi. I'm guessing that this isn't something that you actually saw 30 years ago for yourself. It, oh. You grew into it. Oh, heck no. Yeah, no, it just, it just unfolded for me. Not that I have a blessed life or anything, just through exposure. Well, you do live in opportunity. You do live in Minnesota. I'm not sure if that's a blessing or a call. We're not all as blessed. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, back to your point. I didn't see myself as an owner. I worked for manufacturer. There's a lot of avenues you can go work Mm -hmm. for. You can go work for like Rude's, my main equipment supplier. You know, you go work at a factory level too. I mean, like I said, there's all kinds of opportunities. But if you don't walk in the door and you know, willing to put your uh, nose to the grindstone and go to work, it's not going to happen. So. I think that that's the biggest thing, a willingness to work. There it is. And, and if you if you have that uh, quality about you, there's a lot of opportunities here. Yep, I agree. Correct. The podcast is Circle of Trades. He is Travis Waldstein of AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning and Council Bluffs. Uh, thank you all, gentlemen, very much for your time today, and we thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with another episode next week. So until next time, take care.